I appreciate the yeah. time. Want to get into the show, look in the rear view, and uh, get your opinion on a couple of things, too, all at the same time. So let's uh, do it. first and foremost, man, let's start with the show. We got you in our neck of the woods at uh, Yamava Resort and Casino, throwing down at Rock and Brews on August 12th. And looking forward to the show and kind of curious, man, when you play a show at a casino, are you uh, are you doing some gambling afterwards, maybe some resorting or a show like this? Or are you just head, heading straight home? Um, I, I, I'm not much of a gambler. I'll be honest with you. I, I've never, I love Vegas, but I love Vegas for like good food and nice hotels. I almost, <laughs> I almost, I can go an entire weekend and not drop a quarter, you know, on anything. Um, so I probably won't be doing any gambling. Um, and even though, uh, I think the Yamava is probably about two hours or so from where we live. Yep. I'm probably going to be going home. I'll be honest with you. I'll probably be going home. Um, and, and we've played, we've played our share of casinos over the years and, um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting vibe. It's not, I, I'm curious is basically what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see how it goes. Well, looking forward to have you out, having you out here again. And man, you've played in the IE before and I wanted to kind of think back on some IE shows like legendary Riverside, the barn, you played at the barn back in the day, didn't you? Yes. Let's go. We played at the barn. We frequented the barn a few times. Um, damn, that was probably 97, 98, 99 around then. Um, cool place, cool venue. All the shows were a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the bands that we played with. Yeah, that was my next question. Band. What was the lineup? The Urge. Do you remember a band called The Urge? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, uh, I think we, we played with Alien Ant Farm there probably a couple of times. Of course. Um, and, uh, damn, I don't really remember. I do remember the venue, though. I do remember the shows. I remember actually walking around probably mid-90s uh, trying to get people to sign our mailing list. <laughs> Old school, man. Yes. Like in hand, you know, like, you know, right out your name and if you blah, blah, blah. Oh, my Sharpie ran out. Hang on. Let me find another pen. Totally. And <laughs> looking forward to that show. And, and, uh, how long of a set are you going to do? Have you worked out the set? Is the set pretty set? Or do you guys like to call out random songs? <laughs> we are, uh, it's been a while since we've called out random songs. Um, we've actually, we've actually haven't, um, our last show this year was at the end of May, uh, was the, the sick new world festival in, in Vegas. Um, and up until last week where a couple of days ago, Dan, the guitar player and myself, uh, were in Puerto Rico, uh, on a, uh, an award show, like performing on an award show. Oh, right. But up until then, honestly, I haven't really seen, I haven't seen the rest of the guys. So <laughs> we're going to like get to a rehearsal before and, uh, and see what happens. We have a show coming up, um, this weekend in Alaska with Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, and okay. uh, so we're going to run through the set there. I don't know. I, um, what can you expect? I mean, not, we, we're working on new music, but none of it's ready, you know, not even close to being ready. So uh, it'll be, um, we try to mix in as many singles just because we understand there are hardcore fans, but there's also a lot of casual fans that, that only know singles. Sure. Uh, we try to, we try to balance out, as many singles with some deep cuts and then maybe one or two songs that we just as a band like to perform regardless of whether we think they're good live songs or not. <laughs> so, um, so everybody's happy, I think. 
I love it, man. And you touched on a bunch of things I was going to bring up. Uh, Sick New World, let's start with that. That must have been like a big old reunion, like day camp kind of thing. How was that day for you? How was it underneath the sun? Who did you run into? Who did you get to watch that day? Um, It was very cool. You're exactly right. It was very nostalgic. Hey, good to see you guys. Um, you know, uh, the backstage was, it was, it was a pretty cool hang, although it was, it was kind of hot. And so everybody wanted to stay in their trailers and the trailers weren't that big. So I, I think if they would have had sick new world, like in November, <laughs> then I think the communal backstage area would have just been like a freaking party, you know, like so cool. But because it was when it was, it was getting really hot and people were just kind of hiding in their little, uh, in their trailers um, you know, Deftones and Papa Roach guys and Alien Ant Farm and, and, uh, you know, POD and, and Incubus. And we were right next to body count nice. and, uh, it was just really cool. It was, it was really, I don't know, you know, we've been doing this for so long. I just felt, and I, uh, I, I can say it wasn't just me. I felt like there was just a lot of gratitude, you know? There was, uh, all the egos seemed to have just faded away, you know, with time. Not that there was with those group of bands anyways. They're all always been super nice. Um, but it just felt really cool. Everybody was just like happy to to be there and kind of, at least myself, was in a little shock that it, it actually happened. <laughs> you know, like, look at this lineup, man. If you would have said, if you would have showed this lineup 20 years ago, people would have had a heart attack back then, Yeah, you know, totally. and to think that it's happening now and there's 70,000 people here. Um, it, it was kind of surreal. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's a thing that continues on and on. They do it and grow it, man. That'd be, it'd be great to give that era of music some more love. Clearly there's an audience for it. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> it, I think it's sold out in like a, whatever, in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> And yeah, if, if if they do it again or decide to make it a, a yearly or however often concert, it would, I think that'd be really cool. You know, you brought them up a couple times, old school, sick new world, hometown heroes. Can we talk a little alien ant farm? Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've uh, at least uh, had Ryan try to sell you an Italian wristwatch over the years. Any good stories you can think of with those comics uh, from back um, in the day or today? Anything that <laughs> sticks out in your brain? I, I, I still uh, am in contact with, with, Terry, the guitar player, quite often, me and Dan, our guitar player, we're like on a thread together. We're always just joking <laughs> around. Um, we run into those guys quite often on the road. We've done, uh, we toured with them last summer. Um, uh, and um, it's just cool. Uh, uh, Dryden is just a rad guy. You know, I think he gets uh, um, a bad rap, maybe. Maybe he doesn't. I, maybe I'm making shit up. Um, <laughs> He's uh he's just like an eccentric, honest, talented dude. Mm. Um, and there's a lot about him that whenever I see him, I just I admire. I I, I sometimes you know I maybe I should tell him. But I'm like, dude, I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, I'm like, God, I wish I could be more like that, like a showman, because sometimes I'm just such an introverted person. It seems so awkward that I have the job that I do. Um, but and also to Terry and, and like I said, those those guys we they they took us out on some of our earliest tours ever like right after we got a record deal in 2000 before our album came out we were on the road with them like in in a van you know and um um our paths have just has have always crossed over the years and um they're just good friends 
I love what you said about Dryden because it's totally true, man. I'm kind of like you. I'm, I'm kind of a shy, introvert guy. I wouldn't expect to be on the radio or like you fronting a band. And I do totally feed off of the energy of a guy like Dryden that's just on all the time like that. Right. I, I go, damn, that was so clever. That is so <laughs> funny. Like, I hope people get what he's doing because it's, it's really fucking funny. And, uh, and sometimes people don't. And then I go, ah, whatever, you know, uh, and I, I'll just give him props, you know, to my, in my own way. At least we're laughing. At least we're having a good time with him. Yes. Yes. I'm like, like man, the rest of the world might, may not get it, but I get it, dude. <laughs> you know, like, dude, you had uh, touched upon new music. I was going to bring that up. Last album, Push Pull was 2018. Cool. Uh, Tears for Fears cover on that album. And five years you're working on new music. What's the game plan here? Um, well, this year in December, at the end of December, is going to be the 20th anniversary of, of the Reason album. Yep. Um, and five years ago, you know, for the 15th anniversary, we had all this stuff planned out and then a lot of shit happened. And then there was also these fires that rolled through our neighborhood and almost burned down some houses, uh, some of the band members' houses and, uh, things got canceled. Um, and instead of going, well, let's just do the 15, we're like, you know what, let's just push it to 20. <laughs> you know, let, let's, let's, everything we're going to do for 15, let's just do it for 20. Um, so uh, in that time, you would think I would have just been riding like crazy. I think a couple of other members have been riding like crazy, but I don't know, you know, I've had a lot of um, just shit happening in my life, personal and um, stuff I needed to kind of handle and get through. Then you throw in COVID where a lot of bands, um, were saw it as an opportunity to like, Hey, let's start, you know, writing. Cause we're now, we're not going to be on the road and stuff like that. Um, and we weren't one of those bands that we kind of <laughs> were like, let's not do anything. Let's just like focus on our families and ourselves. Um, so that was like a year and a half that like disappeared, like literally just disappeared. Like, I don't think I, you know, stood in front of a microphone for 18 months. Wow. You know, like, um, but since then, it's it's been like a, you know, I've got a lot of like this backlog of of music that I've I, ideas that I need to write on, and uh, some of them are new, and then some of them I'm like revisiting these these ideas that are fifteen years old. Oh, wow. But I'm hearing them differently now, and going, oh, I can, you know what, I can write something cool on this now because mm. I didn't back then. <laughs> um, so the hopes. I, I don't know what um, if there's a set plan like, oh, we're trying to record a bunch of songs for an album. It's kind of more like let's not focus on the goal. Let's just work on the process. Like if we if we compile a, a good amount of songs that we feel really good about, then that equals an album. You know what I mean? Um, or maybe something new. Yeah, or an EP, or nowadays you just you just throw a couple songs out of time, you know, like <laughs> right. it doesn't even matter. Um, so maybe something like that, maybe a little drip, drip, drip for the next, you know, 12, 18 months, whatever it is, a, a song here, a song there. Um, but it feels good to be creative, and I feel like I'm in a very honest um, place in my lyrical life, you mm. know, maybe maybe too honest, I don't know. Mm, mm. Well, interesting that you mentioned it. Uh, I was certainly going to bring it up, the 20th anniversary of The Reason. And, you know, you were basically recording that album at this time 20 years ago. And I kind of wanted to go back that and talk a little bit about that album. They always say artists have their, their whole life to write the first album. And then there is always the big sophomore jinx that you always hear about. Clearly not the case for you guys. 
but I'm also right. curious too. We waited. For, we wait, We waited for our senior year. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm curious, man. Was there a lot of carryover from the first album, or was everything written brand new for the reason? It was fresh. There was no carryover. Everything on the recent album was written post first album. Interesting. Um, and. I remember at the time people going like, what's going to be the next crawling in the dark. Cause that was the biggest single off the first record. Yep. Um, so there's a handful of real riffy type songs on the reason album. Um, nobody was going like, what's going to be a big, you know, <laughs> rock ballad, whatever. <laughs> in, in fact, you know, the, the, the typical thing to do at least back then was like, you know, you finish your record, you mix it, uh, a&R and management and band all kind of gather around and producer and they listen to the album and people go like, well, what do you see as the first single and maybe a second one? And if you're lucky, maybe a third one, you know? Um, and everybody kind of did their thing and nobody, nobody, not the band, not A&R, not management wrote the reason song as a single. What? So what? we're all idiots. Yeah. Apparently what? we have no idea what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> but we did get, I, I do remember getting to New York which, which is where the, um, uh, the, like the label was, uh, was located and, um, sitting in a big conference room and all these, you know, suits around me and stuff like that. And then blasting parts of the album to kind of play it for people. And I don't know, I think it's all bullshit anyway. So just kind of like, well, we can all greet you to patch you, you know, trying to hype you up. To, right, to, right. Um, so uh, maybe it's sincere, but I'm just too cynical. Uh, <laughs> And so they played the reason. I remember them playing the reason. I'm going, God, that sounds really good out of these huge Gentle X speakers. Like, um, and then every, a few people are going, like, dude, that's a smash. That's a smash. And I'm like, whatever, that's cool. You know, it's it's a slow <laughs> song. It's not like the rest of the record, but we'll see. Um, and then at some point, um, I forget where in the country um, they started playing it without being serviced by the label, mm -hmm. you know, like we, it wasn't like we, we would release a single and I think out of control, was out, was of, first, out of control yeah. was going around, you know, we and then we it. were at a, like kind of at a turning point, like going, okay, it's been out for six weeks or eight weeks or however long they usually push it for. Um, do we want to dump more money into push this or do we want to go to a next single? And we're like, well, what's, I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? We kind of want to just stay with out of control. It's more of our vibe. And then, they're like, well, there's a couple stations in wherever that are starting to play other songs at the record. And it was the reason. And it's, <laughs> I'm like, why, why are they playing that? They're like, they're just, they're starting to play it on their own. They like the song that much. Wow. And so the record company, um, said, I think we should go with that one. And we fought it. And it sounds so stupid now. Like when I think about it, like we were wow. adamant against releasing the reason as a single. Wow. Because it seemed, because I think it was partly because it was out of our control, you know, like the, the perception but you named the of album the band. after it. You had right. to have some love but for not, the Not for the because tune. of the song, not because I, we're like, dude, this song is epic. We, I, I did because it was a cool title, and I've always liked naming albums after a song on a record. See, that's you why you're, that's why you're blowing my mind right now because I figured you knew it was such a smash that you wrote that song when you were 15, and we're just right waiting for the perfect time no. to put it out. You knew it was a smash. Uh -uh. You named the album after it. None of it. None <laughs> of it. Even even the artwork. People somehow tie the artwork into the song. I'm like, dude, it. We just picked it out of a a pile of like choose from one of these. You know, like right. Um. 
Um, wow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, in hindsight, I'm like, we fought him. And they kind of convinced us and probably rightfully so like, dude, this, this doesn't happen often. Like where a song without us starts to take off and it's getting momentum. Now we can either tell them everybody else to stop playing it and, and go back to out of control, or we can jump and on this and try to ride it. Um, and so after some arguing, I remember <laughs> we're like, fuck it, you know, do it. That's fine. We'll, we'll see what happens, you know? And then obviously the rest is, uh, history so wow you just don't know and people ask well what do you think what do you think is the secret to the, the longevity of that song and 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 the band well i might tell you about the band but as far as the song the success of the song the longevity of the song i have no clue like i can sit here and nitpick and try to like well it's because the lyrics this and that dude there's so many intangibles that are out of our control for you sure. know timing um, place everything yeah timing all of it and it's uh it, i'm just happy it's done what it's done it's given us a um you know a career um my house <laughs> my family you know like roof over the head and and food in the fridge so so i can't complain wow so the reason was it just another album track for you it was a deep cut it was basically wow Every time we put out a record, which was like the self-titled album, and then we did some like independent release on our own and demos, we'd always had banger, 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 mellow. And it was kind of just uh, to show that we liked other styles of music, you know, like we liked, I know Dan, our guitar player, was way into like rock ballads and Air Supply and all these, you know, um, Ario. Toto. Yeah, Ario Speedwagon, stuff like that. Um <laughs> So I think whenever we did a slow, slower tune, that kind of influence came out in us. So the reason was exactly that. And there's always been one on every single album, like a song that's kind of slower and more mellow. Right. Um, it was never, it wasn't contrived at all. It's, it, it's as uh, real to the band as out of control was, you know, it wasn't like, dude, you guys need a single. Like we didn't even know. We had no idea. <laughs> I can't believe it. See, <laughs> 800 million streams and it was just like eh, we'll see if this one works right right a billion a billion streams on on the video uh on a song that we have like really <laughs> so you are gonna that, that was the other thing i was wondering about too and you kind of touched upon it i figured you would be out doing this album in its entirety for its 20th anniversary but there is plans to celebrate it just one show you're gonna do yeah um that's you know five years ago we were doing that for the 15th anniversary we started in europe we did a european run where we were just playing uh the album uh front to back and then a couple other singles from other albums you know um but when we got back to the states shit kind of hit the fan and it kind of fell apart um so i don't know yes that would be a very good thing to do and i think it would be fun to do like to do to do that album um, and not just for one show, uh, no. maybe after, you know, December, maybe basically 2024, the first few months or we'll put a run together where we're literally just doing that album. You know, I mean, thrice um, just did their 2003 album in its entirety and, uh, yeah, but they're good. Yeah. But you sold a lot more than they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're like, their street cred is yeah. They're awesome. They're so they're so such a good band. I would think I would think talent buyers would want to go with the uh, millions album sold and and go that route too. You know. Well, yeah, we'll see. 
<laughs> well, I'm glad that there is some, and then there's going to be a party at the end of the year for it, at least one. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, we've got, uh, you know, special, uh, you know, limited edition vinyl release stuff. We actually covered um, Rod Stewart's Do You Think I'm Sexy? <laughs> back, back when we recorded The Reason. Oh, wow. Like, just for fun. Yeah, just for fun. So we have this 20-year-old demo kind of because we never finished it. We kind of started it and we laid it down. Uh, but we have all the tracks. And, and the last couple of months, the guys are all, let's finish this. We started it 20 years ago. Let's finish it now. So uh, we finished it. Awesome. So it's funny <laughs> because it's got like the bones of us 20 years ago with the, I think, the chops and the, the maybe the sensibility of us now and um, the only thing that we kept is my vocal from 20 years ago oh wow like, i would i would have thought the opposite I, yeah yeah i went no i went back and i did some harmonies on it and stuff and i'm like dude i don't know i think i i think i like it just dry the way it is um and then little by little uh the guys in the band were like mixing and matching and replacing parts and um they got to a point where it sounds it sounds so much better than than the demo <laughs> that we started 20 years ago. So wow. that'll be part of the of the 20th um, album, our uh, 20th anniversary album. And then, uh, like I said, maybe some new music, uh, then or soon after, or or something like that. But and plus, like a so much um, just behind the scenes footage that I will release in some manner. Beautiful, man. Well, I'm looking forward to that album deserves to be celebrated for its 20th anniversary. Uh, last couple of things I wanted to hit you with. Uh, your t-shirt clearly a dodgers fan yes I'm, 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 this is this is my son's baseball team right here uh, i was gonna ask <laughs> you because i'm a i'm a divided house my wife is a diehard dodger i'm a diehard angel fan but when i ask you this question we'll see how it pans out in the next few weeks here if you were the general playing general manager of the dodgers would you trade for otani for the playoff push um I'm going to give you all this, the, the, the normal like GM. Nah, you know, give me the speech. real talk. It, it, it depends. It depends where, where they are. How, if the Dodgers, how, how they look, you know, I mean, they don't have a lot of time left. Isn't like the trade deadline only like, a, yeah, it's like a, a week or weeks. two. Yeah. 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 I, my gut is that the Dodgers have probably the best chance of landing him in the off season. That's what I, so, think. um, I mean, I don't think it's guaranteed, but I think they, they're top two, you know, it's the Dodgers and somebody else. Who else? Um, so it would suck to give up so much young talent just to get him early. Obviously, if if they did, they'd have to sign him right away. Like, basically. Right. They would have you, to know. If, if we're tra- yes, if we're trading, you, uh, trading all these dudes, you have to sign a long-term deal ne- this year. Yeah. So you're not even going to be a free agent. Um but if they don't, I don't know. I wouldn't. Honestly, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I would wait. I, um, I think and take I, your chances. I honestly think that's a smart move, and I think we blew our chances. I think we should have traded him last year at the trade deadline, so that way he could give a team a year and a half and try and resign. Yes, yes, and he and you probably got could have got a lot more for it. Yeah, but they should trade him. What do you think about trading Trout? Um. I'm okay with it, but not if we lose Trout and Ot. I mean, I won't lose Otani and Trout in the same time. What kind of haul? Could, what kind of haul could you get for those two players, though? 
we could. Like we you could. could you could rebuild the entire thing, And we got some good you know? young guys. Our shortstop, Neto's pretty good. We got a good young mm-hmm. catcher that got hurt early in the year. But I think I, I, I definitely. Moniac's good. Moniac's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, dude, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I would be okay. I would be hurt. My heart would hurt to lose Trout, but I would be okay with it. And my heart is already in head, already in agreement on Otani's gone at the end of the year, no matter what. Right. We ain't signing It's just him. crazy that you've had those dudes for so long and still not won. I know. I know. That's nuts. I know. That's I know. crazy. I know. I mean, it just, but that just truly shows you it's not an individual game. It's a team game, you know? Well, yeah. And I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm over, I, I figured it all out and I'm super pissed that he decided not to sell the team because I think it all comes down to ownership. Right. I think they need to go back to just being the Anaheim Angels. And that was a decision that the current owner made. Right. Along with all the other the Cal- bad decisions. They, they could be the California Angels too, but I think Anaheim Angels to me was my favorite Angel me too. Um, iteration. Yeah, me too, without a doubt. Dude, Doug, I could talk baseball to you all night. I want to keep you for too long. One other topic I got to get into with you. We're an old school rock station. We do mandatory Metallica every night at 10 p.m. Ooh, you- I used to listen to that. You, but you're going to be a part of it. I was kind of curious about your Metallica fan. Am I playing guitar? I figured you had to learn a couple of riffs or being a skater and going through that phase. But talk to me about your Metallica all fandom. Of all, right. all of that. All of that. Um, Metallica is one of my favorite all-time bands. Um, so here's my Metallica story. Um, one of the first songs that I ever wanted to play was was one. I remember seeing the video for it and just being like, oh, my god like i want to go throw a chair through a window like it was so <laughs> it was so amped for a 12 year old or whatever however old i was 13 um and i remember that that song i tried to learn how to play it with, on my friend's guitar like literally on one string like down 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 like like just trying i didn't know how it was going to work i eventually taught myself how to play guitar um i remember going my older brother uh taking me in his command in his IROC yeah. to the mall to buy and justice for all. Right. So I, he, I go cassette. back to the car and he's like, what'd you get? And I like take the cassette out and I throw it in there. And he's just like, like <laughs> he wasn't into it. And I'm like, what? This is so awesome. Okay. So fast forward that what when did and justice for all come out? 89, 88, 89. Yeah. So needless to say at that point, I, went backwards and I got master of puppets and ride the lightning and kill them all. And like everything, like I was, I was Metallica to the, to the bone. Uh, fast forward to like 2000, early two thousands. Um, my older brother, the one that took me to get him is uh head of security for Metallica. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, the IROC guy. Oh, oh, yes. So he got <laughs> into doing security for bands and he did all these bands and now he's with Metallica. He's Kirk Hammett's guy. Oh, wow. And, um, uh, and we end up playing shows with them. We, 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 we opened or we like not all open, but we almost like was like main support for them in Whoa. a couple festivals in Japan when they did the uh, master of puppets 20th anniversary or 30th, whatever it was in Japan for summer Sonic festival. We were the band right before them. Wow. And I, I remember playing and being on the side of the stage with my wife and just going, this is crazy you know this is crazy and kirk like coming over in between whatever he's not needed and the song's going he's like, kind of playing and he like leans over it's like hey dude you want to go get some sushi after this and i'm like <laughs> dude you're working you're in the middle of a solo or something like Gil, get out of here you know like go back on stage um 
and I just remember going, that is so crazy, man. I, I have my old Metallica poster still, you know? And like I said, our, our paths have crossed multiple times. I've had breakfast with Kirk and my brother on a rooftop in London while we went shopping for Hawaiian t-shirts, you know, Hawaiian <laughs> shirts because he loves, you know, um, Hawaiian shirts. Just weird stuff, dude. That's when you go, well, life is so weird. Life is so strange. Now, these guys have no idea. And I've told them, I've told, I've told, I've told them, dude, you have no idea. You have no idea um, <laughs> how, how big this is. Oh, last one. This was actually kind of funny. We were on tour with, um, with Velvet Revolver, mm. 2000s. Five, six, six? Or seven. I don't know. Five, maybe five. Okay. Which is a real hit or miss tour. Some shows were awesome. And some shows, the fans wanted Guns N' Roses and Stotopa Pilots and everybody else can fuck off. Like it was like, it, I wasn't going to win anybody over. And I get it. I wasn't even like, well, you guys don't like me. I get it. I get it, dude. I understand. It's freaking Guns N' Roses. Um, so we were playing a show in San Francisco and uh, earlier in the day, I was in the, the dressing room and I heard the door open. I heard like, I heard like, where's dog? Like this, that deep booming voice. And it was, it was James and so we hang out and talk and, and blah, blah, blah. I play the show there. It wasn't one of our, uh, more friendly shows. And there was a, there was a couple dudes in the front. I remember in Metallica gear, like with our, their backs to us, like doing this, just like, oh, yeah. eh, we're not even like whatever. And I just remember singing at them and kind of laughing and I, and they, um, they just didn't have, they didn't get it. That literally standing behind the bass, like behind <laughs> the bass is dudes from Metallica, just right. like watching us play. Um, it's just, a, yeah. Where's that? Those are my Metallica stories. There's probably more, but. I love it, man. What tune can we play for you on Mandatory Metallica? What's your favorite Metallica tune? Favorite? Oh, that's tough. Um, or what would sound good on the radio? I don't know. Play, uh, play Damage Incorporated. Yeah. So was good, one. It's been my debate this year. Ride the Lightning versus Master of Puppets. Mm. I probably like, personally like Master better. That's that's my vote too, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. We'll, yeah. do, we'll do Damage Inc. for you, brother. I appreciate the time, Doug, and, and look forward to the <laughs> new music too, man. I'm happy to support that when that comes around, so uh, we'll stay in touch. Awesome, thank you. Thanks for the time. <laughs> good luck. Bye-bye. Yeah, see you. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.